What's up, folks? Hey, guys. Guys, if you can hear me, uh, quickly say yes in the chat. Awesome. Beautiful. How's your Saturday going, guys? How's your Saturday going? I mean, shit. <laughs> it's not even Saturday. It's Sunday. <laughs> Where am I? Where am I? I'm a little lost. I got vaccinated yesterday and I've been in a daze ever since. So that's my excuse. Hilarious. vaccination alcoholic yeah it's kind of like that i don't know i haven't fallen sick or anything so nothing too bad uh my roommate abhinav has fallen sick he's having a really hard time after getting vaccinated uh i started really panicking i'm like dude is the vaccine not working for me why am i not falling sick and all that and i did some online research and i found some uh good credible data to sort of tell myself that hey just because you're not sick doesn't mean the vaccine is not working so yeah Immune system is under training after vaccine. Yeah, pretty much, dude. How you doing, Sid? Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, just give me one sec. All right, beautiful. Beautiful. Raghav is going to come on. At exactly 10 or 5. I'm just waiting for a few people to join in before I get Raghav on. He's already here in the chat. He's already reminded me that it's a Sunday and not a Saturday. You guys are getting vaccine. If anyone needs vaccines in Bangalore, feel free to hit me up on Instagram. I have sources and I can give it to you. No issues. Hit me up on Instagram if you're in Bangalore and if you want to get vaccinated. All right, all right, all right. We have a couple more folks joining in. Beautiful. Okay, tell me quickly, guys, where are you from? What city are you, are you guys from? I want to know where in India all of you are listening to this. Lucknow, Gurgaon, Jammu, Bangalore, damn, all over. Surat, Faridabad, Kota, Jaipur, Delhi, Pune, Agra, Bhopal, damn. I'm not seeing a pattern here. This is just like all over. This is insane. Jabalpur, Mangalore, Ambala, Bangalore, Ahmedabad, Jaipur. Come on, Ishan. Mars, really? That's what you're going to go for? That's what you're going to go for, buddy? Mars, Gondia. Hmm. Are you going to sing? No, I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to sing, but I have an amazing musician with me, though. I have an amazing musician with me, though. 
All right, cool. I'm just going to begin. Uh, no waiting for too long. Let folks are joining in. Let them keep joining in. <clears throat> awesome. Guys, I have a very, very, very special guest with me. He's a good friend. Uh, his name is already in the events tab. His name is Raghav Miatl. So for everyone who doesn't know who Raghav Miatl is, quick intro. Raghav is an amazing, amazing singer-songwriter. He writes amazing songs, both in English. Recently, as he started writing in Hindi as well. One of his songs, City Life, which every single person here must listen, must listen, has just crossed a million streams on Spotify. A million freaking streams on Spotify. He has over 90,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. So um, if you've been following the independent music scene of India, I'm pretty sure you'll know who Raghav is. I don't think he even needs an intro there. But that's on his musical side. But besides being an amazing musician, Raghav is a pro marketer. He has worked for some crazy ass brands. Like he's been working at Cred. He's worked at InstaMojo. And currently he's working for a talent agency called Big Bang. And he's leading um, the marketing and brand efforts over there. And another thing, he is also uh, the guy who sang the song which was featured on the creds boy band ad which featured three legendary cricketers and uh, the voice that you hear over there is raghav's voice and uh, he's done a bunch of other cool stuff collabed with nike has an ad on that uh featured on son of a beach he's done a tedx talk he's done so many things this guy is a multi-talented genius and i'm more than honored to have him over here on scenes so without further further ado raghav let's have you on stage man what's up man how are you can you hear me what a sweet introduction <laughs> cheers man so so glad to connect with you again it's been yeah, such a long long time this is dude. such a cool app i've been uh, i i installed it um, a couple of hours ago and i've been sort of just navigating the space and uh, just going through different um, sessions and it's awesome dude like i really like it I'm so glad, dude. I'm so glad that you've been liking the whole app and the whole experience. There, there's a multiple sessions happening every day, dude. Right now, we're seeing a trend because everybody's cashing in on the crypto frenzy that's going on. So, most, most sessions yeah. happening now are like very crypto-centric. But usually, there's like some motivation stuff. There's a couple of amazing musicians also who come sing here regularly. So, totally, you should check them out as well. No, oh, this is awesome. I really like it. And I was just uh, stalking some of the people over here. <laughs> so I was just looking at whether they're musicians. A lot of them are like students, marketers. It's it's awesome. So nice to uh, sort of just be participating. And I think this chat box is awesome too. So it's uh, very uh, engaging. Yeah, I love it already. <laughs> I'm so glad, dude. I'm so glad. How have you been, dude? Uh, are you like in Bombay now? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm in Bombay. It's been, I mean, I've been here for a while. I mean, I just spent last lockdown in Delhi with where my folks live, but I've been in Bombay for the last nearly a year now. Um, it's been good, yeah, just uh, putting my head down and working, honestly, because there's not much else that you can do. So just ordering yeah, in food. I've, you <laughs> haven't been very active on Instagram lately. I don't see you coming live and all that. So I, I, I yeah, kind of guess don't... that you must be drowned in work and all that. I'm drowned in work, but also a little bored of Instagram. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't feel like. Um, so unless I have something exciting to do, uh, I'm going to sort of just... I, I, right now, I'm really drowned with work also. 
but uh, i feel i'm a little bored of instagram now man like i just don't feel like posting um so i keep you're doing like, it you're like jo bhi karna yeah. hai sab kuch kar diya hai ab kuch baki nahi hai is that the phase you're in uh, no yeah i think like uh, i think i get really active when there's a music release uh, but otherwise there's not i don't want to be the guy who's constantly posting stuff when i don't have things to post about you know what i mean um right, right, so, yeah. so it's that and in terms of a live format i'm just sort of sick of the sort of getting somebody on and making them play for me so unless i crack a new concept i don't want to do it you know what i mean so right right even even community has been quite inactive since the last uh, couple of months what what's going on not really i mean the, in terms of live no but we've been doing workshops here and there so i make it a point to ah, do at least same. one one workshop every month that i'm doing for sure uh, but i think i think more recently my work at the label that i work for um essentially for everybody who might not know i basically run this incubation platform for independent artists called a uh, big indie bank and basically that really sort of i feel like is similar to the stuff that i did at community right like i'm literally right. launching artists who i saw at the community who i worked with and now i'm working with them at a much larger scale so i feel right. like that side of me which really wanted to do something for independent musicians is being taken care of at a much larger scale because that's become my day job right dude that's actually amazing because you have both these sides of yourself that that's insanely active and that's that you're insanely good at which is music and marketing and it's it's so amazing it's such a dream come true that both of these passions have sort of come across to this uh, perfect sweet spot yeah yeah for sure for me i think i've been very lucky uh i think it's just about doing what you really want to do and doing it well i think when i was a full time musician i paid a lot of attention to sort of marketing the stuff uh my music the way i would so i would meet somebody every day i think networking is really important and over time my network has become huge and because of that i've just leveraged those skills to sort of my job and initially for the first 2 years at big bang music i was marketing the most commercial artists in fact i was responsible for tiger shroff's music debut right like oh, yeah, stuff I like that, that right that like as insane. as as commercial as it gets it doesn't get more commercial than that um yeah. but after that is i think the community really helped because i, I think i must have spoken to about 800 musicians in 6 7 months that i was going live every night and i just pitched it to my boss saying that let's start a sub label uh, where let me find and nurture some of these independent artists and do stuff that i didn't manage to do when i was 21 uh, hey. you know that's that's essentially the aim so, so has community sort of um, unofficially merged with the the big beginning bank project that you're leading no i mean like i still sort of talk to a lot of musicians and generally do that outside because even at big bang right with big indie bang it's still going to be a little bit geared towards hindi music so it's not completely uh, english either because it's also at the end of the day at, as an indian label i can't do so much for english musicians anyway you know what i mean like yeah, the real value add comes from it's not very commercially viable and that just is the unfortunate it's not even about commo- I, i don't think it's about commercial viability but say for example if i had to sort of work with say a dhruv vishwanath or myself also right with english music we, i feel like dhruv already has the same connections that i would reach out to as the indian label you know what i mean uh, right. unless i can take him international and get him onto those international playlists is when it makes sense for a dhruv to work with us you know what i mean mm-hmm. or any of these english independent musicians right now in the country uh, but i think the real growth can come from guys like nehal and 
some of these younger guys who never really uh, released a song uh, but then how do we sort of build them onto the future uh, the next big superstars right like right now in all my pitches it's like how let's find the next pratik kohar next ritwiz and the next divine those are right. the three <laughs> right so these are the three genres that i'm currently focusing on where the, you found these three outliers and these amazing sort of musicians who've really popped it uh and how do you sort of build that i think for everybody asking it's fresh tunes at bgbng.co is the anr team so hit them up with soundcloud links of your demos and would love to listen to them and see what we can do and upcoming tracks ideally and then we'd love to do something with you guys in fact we just launched a song on friday which is i asked you if you can do it on sunday <laughs> ah okay got it <laughs> yeah Makes sense. We Makes were sense. trending on YouTube. We were trending on YouTube at number thirty-four, so that was a big win for us. What's the name of the song? I never caught it on. YouTube. It's called Ramayana. It's called Ramayana. It's a hip-hop okay. track. Nice. I basically seeded it through multiple gamers, and you should check out the comment section. It's lit. It's it's got like nine and a half thousand comments on YouTube in less than forty-eight hours. <laughs> Oh damn insane guys can someone in the chat just put the link over here it'll be awesome if all Ramayana play. by Akshay Dhawan Awesome awesome cool um, I don't rap Rakesh <laughs> you don't <laughs> <laughs> Lots of rap fans in the house Okay so dude you've come like quite a long way from uh, so you you also had a formal education in marketing itself right where you actually started a career you uh, were work were, were working one, for one of the uh you were working as a marketing person at a few companies before you officially made the transition to becoming a full-time singer songwriter so uh can you tell me a little more about um what kind of course you did in college you started in delhi if i'm not wrong and yeah. then you sort of worked at a company i think was it insta mojo was that was that the first company no so in fact i studied history i've had no formal training in marketing i studied history at st stephen's college in du um and that time i was very involved with my band uh, why history why history because i was always i mean i was always had a flair for writing okay. and uh, i wanted to do economics or history and uh, i didn't make the cut off for economics so i i chose history or to be very very honest um right. uh, but no i really enjoyed uh, sort of reading from i think when i was in school as well and i always had a flair for writing so history became like this thing where in college history is very sort of putting your opinions up front and reading different opinions and putting your sort of summary down and your thoughts down so i thought it was very interesting but i think by the end of second or third year i got really bored uh and i wanted to do different things but i like i, I mean i spent 3 years in college just doing music right like i had a band and i would I acted as a manager also for the band so I would literally get us shows and like we would travel a little bit and sort of apply to these college festivals and we were winning a lot of the college festivals back in the day this was back in 2013 uh but then I ended up applying for these college campus placements and uh actually started working at DE Shaw which is a hedge fund right and I started working in operations over there uh but i'd never wanted to work at a big firm and that's when i started applying to different startups mm-hmm. 
right and instamojo was a, a new startup who had just raised money and they were looking to hire more people and uh, one of the guys over there who was heading the sales team ha- had been in touch with me because he really liked the kind of stuff that i was doing as a musician back in delhi uh, right. when i was in college mm-hmm. right. so he yeah so he got in touch with i mean like i got in touch with him and i sort of went through two three interview rounds and i like sort of quit my job at de shaw in hyderabad and moved to bangalore and i think that's where i learned everything because it was just about 12 of us when i joined and in dude how how come you sort of i mean before this uh, you had like no actual experience in marketing or had you like done a couple of things here and there so the, one of the reasons why they hired me was because um, so essentially our band page was very nice that time there used to be facebook pages and groups so i had done a really good job of marketing the brand uh, and the band so that's something that they really liked and post that uh, in fact my mom used to sell terracotta jewelry and i'd built out like a facebook page for her and it had become really really active in terms of like she had over 5000 likes on her page and at that time facebook used to really not block your engagement so she would actively get about two to three orders every day and stuff like that and then i'd built her a website post that is that was the only sort of marketing sales kind of uh, experience i'd had they just hired me for basically like being that. a generalist yeah sorry what they just hired me instamojo had hired me as a generalist up when i joined them in terms of it was a sales and marketing typical bd kind of role right like right. i would i was a sales guy where i would literally go across four different parts of bombay and sell like instamojo to offline shop vendors and stuff like that um mm. right so it it started out as that but it was a very very small team so we were literally four guys who were responsible for sales in at instamojo at that time and whatever business we got it was one fourth i mean so i was contributing one fourth of the sales revenue of the company that's how small it was ah nice so it was amazing and then over time yeah and then over you you did uh, social media marketing and stuff like that before it was actually cool to do it because i think this was back in 2012 13ish right yeah yeah this was back in 2012 13ish and yeah i mean i was just trying to figure it out and i mean the band was a really good way to start off because ultimately you have to tell a story right and if you can figure out what makes people buy that story it can be anything you can sell a pen you can sell a ball you can sell a band you can sell an idea right so right. i think that's the principle that you can apply across different products and that's what's helped me work with multiple uh firms over i mean i think i've been working now for i would say 8 and a half 9 years and right. uh, well, that's what's helped me throughout because it's a very simple basic understanding of if you think you can sell something then just like putting it down in the right way is what makes anybody else pick it up so uh yeah so essentially it started with instamojo uh formally because over time i started getting responsible for the product marketing bit at the firm so apart from sales then i moved on to sort of uh making sure more people signed up to the website once they did sign up what is the kind of communication you made to sort of make keep them onto the platform uh, getting more people into the funnel yeah so it was i mean it was it was a great experience because it made me learn a lot there was there were very few people um right when i 
just started at Instamojo and it was the best thing I've done with my life. I think anybody here who's in their early 20s, I think just working at a startup uh, with bright people is the best thing that you can do right now. Forget how much you get paid. I agree more with you there, man. Especially, oh, especially with the right people. Like, that's yeah. more important yeah. than anything. Like, screw the idea and shit like that. If you get the right people, that's the best. Yeah, don't think about the brand and all of that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that makes a difference. Dude, at that time, like, one of, Instamojo is now one of the biggest platforms for indie musicians uh, to use for, like, selling tickets and... Uh, you know, doing a crowdfunding campaign and all that jazz, right? Yeah. Even a Lifafa yeah. uses it currently, uh, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's something that I'd started like nearly seven years ago or six years ago, where I told them that I'll go after this category. And I got some of the biggest artists, including Pratik Kohar. Like, Pratik Kohar sold tokens and charms through Instamojo. Oh, damn. Right? And same as Control All Delete. Like, Control All Delete is like a crowdfunded music festival which had like 11 different seasons. And I was the one who got them on board. I don't know if you guys know Zero Festival of Music in no the Northeast. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I got exactly. them on board as a ticketing partner. Yeah. So I got them on board as a ticketing partner back in 2014. Right. And since then, I think it's been four years since they've been using Instamojo. So I think it's just, yeah, so at that time, I just learned how to hustle and sort of figure out how to make things happen. And then over time, you just see the fruits of your effort, you know, and it just happens. So it's right. And and when was the transition to cred? How, what was that? Like you worked there for three months, as I so, understand. What no, so essentially, uh, when I moved to after Instamojo, I moved to Bombay to do music full time. And then I did a bunch of consulting gigs for... Uh, a bunch of startups. So I was working with Vista Rooms for about six months, um, which is essentially like an Airbnb for villas only. Right. right? It's an Indian company. So I worked with them where I brought in a bunch of partnerships and I was doing marketing communications for them. So streamlined a bunch of external communications for them, figuring out their social media strategy. Uh, did that for about six months and in fact the guy who got me into Instamojo mm -hmm. was looking at, is now the head of partnerships at Cred and uh, he oh damn so it was he, like a <laughs> mass yeah. poaching or something yeah so he got <laughs> me he got me into um, so essentially I was still a full time musician and I was looking to do different kinds of things uh, and I had been working with Vista Rooms and we sort of kept chatting and he was building like this whole experiences vertical at Cred. Uh, so I don't know if you guys are on Cred, but at, at some point they used to give away like treks and like NH7 weekend or free passes and stuff like that, right? Sunburn passes and stuff like that. So that's something that I did with them, uh, right? So we, I used to arrange like... Bombay midnight cycling rides, like treks in Bombay. Um, there were supersonic festival. We used to have like a cred lounge over there. So he needed somebody in Bombay who he could trust and like sort of get into partnerships over here, more from the entertainment standpoint. And because I knew a lot of people and cred is a Bangalore-based firm. So what I would do is I would, uh, those three months that I was there, I, I would uh, sort of travel to Bangalore for a week every month.
stay there, figure out what their the entire team from Bangalore is doing, and then come and implement that for them in Bombay. So that's what I was doing. But at at some point, I felt that uh, I wanted to do something related to music, uh, right? Which is why I ended up doing Big Bang, and I've been there for about two years now. Right, right. So when the whole cred thing was going on, you had still uh, was this the time when you had just got gotten done with the stage and all that? Yeah, yeah. Cred was uh, in two thousand and eighteen. I worked with Cred, ah. so th- at that time it was. I mean, uh, Cred was that still was no. This is two thousand nineteen. This is two thousand nine. Yeah, this is two thousand nineteen. So this is after songs from a Matchbox. Yeah, yeah. So two thousand nineteen around February is when I worked with Cred for about three months, and then two thousand mid two thousand nineteen is when I joined Big Bang Music. Right, right, right. And and um. Coming to the ad, how did that entire thing happen? Like how uh, how did that entire process? Like can you take us back into how they ended up calling you and what? Yeah. You so Karan Malhotra, who's made all the jingles for Cred and is a really brilliant music producer, um, he does all the Cred ads and uh, he reached out to me because the idea for them was that they wanted to get sort of people with a boy bandish voice. Mm-hmm. Right uh, in India to come and sing this track because they didn't want the sort of typical jingle singers to come and do this, uh, right. and that's how he got in touch with me. And this was in the middle of the pandemic, right? So all the studios and etc. were also shut. So it was a very like last minute kind of a project, and he sent me this track, and I was like, okay, let me give it a shot. And uh, they needed like the voice to sound a little younger, also. because i mean they wanted to make it sound like exactly like a boy band should and right. i sort of saw the video and i was like dude i'm doing this for sure uh, <laughs> so we ended up doing it and it was it was crazy because it was completely locked down but i had to go in for a dubbing session at one point uh, so i had literally walked it to this particular studio which is 5 minutes away from my house one day and uh, quickly did the dubbing session thankfully uh, music studios uh, are considered to be uh, essential because shooting is still on it's part of the right. shooting process right did you also so write meant, this, uh, the, the song no i did not i did not it was all, it was all karan and uh, i think somebody from the aib team wrote the lyrics and it's pretty apparent right like you <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's it's got that kind of a um flair to it for sure yeah very genzy very, very millennial <laughs> yeah yeah did you were you also on set uh, did you get to meet like uh, no yeah i wish i wish i just saw the the i just saw the final film without all the graphics that you see on it uh so that is all vfx right so i saw it on a green screen so that's uh, the only early showcase i got but i sent it to all my friends before i <laughs> before it even came out because yeah, i was yeah, so excited this is like big time bragging rights man if i get to voice for these people <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like you're singing something like dil mange more or something right as a pepsi ad like it's one of those iconic ads which will hopefully be talked about 5 years from now and i just wanted to be a part of that legacy Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this whole campaign itself was iconic. Like, I, I am a big, big. I was a, when the whole thing came out, I lost my shit, and I was like, "Dude, this is just genius." The whole, especially the Rahul Dravid one, that was a masterstroke, dude. 
Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think it's a great team, and even Tanmay, I think, is just super involved. In fact, when I used to go live there, um, we used to live in the service apartment that Cred used to give us. Right, right, and literally, Tanmay would just be there uh, for fifteen days out of an entire month at that point of time. This is two and a half years ago, uh, but he would just stay there and be there and just. observe what's going on and just advise different people so i think it's awesome like i think he's just like killed it for them and he he's a perfect example of how you can just use that content creation mm-hmm. and that sort of everything that you learn from it to use it leverage those skills to use it with brands and sort of use it across the spectrum rather than just focusing on yourself as being a content creator right i think that's similar to something that i try and do at a maybe a much smaller scale because i think tanmay bhat is at the pinnacle of it uh yeah, yeah. So, that's what it is right uh, as a matter of fact tanmay bhat is actually one of uh, one of the investors here that's awesome man that's awesome yeah but uh, dude like i don't think it even when it comes to any kind of content creation i don't the first person i always think of is tanmay because he the kind of stuff that he's been able to leverage in terms of in terms of the business aspect basically i mean I'm, we all know what he does in the front end we we all see his videos we all see in aiv and stuff like that but the way he sort of managed to pull strings in the back end and in order to make this a whole viable business that is what really blows my mind yeah yeah 100% I think that's what it is. I think he had posted a story the other day saying the future of marketing is creators, right? If you're yeah. a good enough creator, you would be able to become a good enough marketer, and that's what happened with I think a lot of people that you've seen, even a Nikhil Chinnappa, for example. You've seen a lot of these examples. I think Ankur Tiwari is a great example, also in the music space, who's just used his network and the fact that he's been in the space and been an expert at it for over fifteen, twenty years now. i think how you leverage that is the most important so i think also just being a specialist at something that you do even if it's a niche space is so important because that's when real value comes out of it right and and i must say that you yourself has uh, ha- are like someone who's been really good at uh, pulling off like partnerships and stuff like that and uh, i remember especially last lockdown i was just sitting in my house and i'm like every week or every two weeks i see like rajiv is getting free goodies from all these crazy as brands and i'm like damn man i wish i could get stuff like that and i remember sort of uh, going on the internet and trying to crack that whole thing and stuff like that yeah. you've done an ad with nike uh, you've been on a couple of uh, different uh, what do you say brand pages and stuff like that so i want to get into how um, you sort of go about doing that and i want to talk about this especially because a lot of people who are listening to this uh these guys are really into marketing and all, all of them a, a couple of pre- people listening to this i'm sure are creators on this app and even they want to sort of do something like this somewhere down the line in their careers and stuff like that so w- what's your thought what's your two cents over there no i think it's just about sticking to your brand i think that's something that i've done since the time i started uh doing music and that can be applied to i think anything that you do um i think if you figure out what your brand stands for and the kind of person you are um right if you're building a personal brand or if you're building something for somebody else right if it's actually a product that you're trying to build just make sure you know what it stands for and just achieve uh 
I think just if you have that clarity, right, of what you want to do and what you will not do, I think it becomes much easier to sell it to somebody else also. And I think that's one big reason as to why I've managed to, I don't think I've been very, very successful at it, but I think for the limited scope of it that I have, I think I've sort of milked it quite a bit. And I think one, I would say one big example uh, of that would be like in, in 2018, 19 no in 2000 yeah 2019 i'd done this tour with saurav mehta called giggles and rhythm saurav mehta is a stand up comedian where we'd gone to uh, different living rooms of uh, people's houses in seven different cities and performed for them and i saw that there were like a lot of musicians doing sort of just singer songwriters gigs i'd done that a couple of years ago also as like just intimate gigs but we made a property out of it right like a stand-up comedian and a singer doing it together we just sort of made an umbrella out of it packaged right. it nicely and then took it to Bacardi and Bacardi picked it up uh, right so I think it's just about uh, a having great management like I've, I've been lucky with sort of having Arjun from Shaken Inc also who's been backing me for a while uh, but at the same time building a nice narrative for everything that you do right if you see i don't do everything under the sun in terms of just because reels are popping with hindi covers i won't start sort of jumping the wagon uh, right. and you see that happening a lot with a lot of musicians and artists right so i think it's just about sticking to what you want your brand to be and then over time it'll happen so for me when i started out my goal was that i want to be one of those top 3 4 5 sort of most streamed english artists in the country right right that's what my is that still your goal in terms of music yeah and i feel like i've, i've sort of cracked that right like i feel like i'm yeah, yeah, i'm there right. now you know so yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what sure. so that's what i want to be, like that's that was my idea now i might want to expand into sort of more whatever i want to do but that was the goal that i was trying to uh, sort of bridge so that at some point i can take that to say a brand right so now all my pitches have that right when we send out something for something where that's what it is like if if you see the english sort of niche right now in india for musicians i would say that that's something important to sort of focus on as to what you're trying to build and what niche are you trying to become the best at and then you can sort of keep building on that um so that's something that really helps with brands because at any discussion even when i'm at the label right and uh, a brand comes to me and says that uh, i need an artist who's good at this there are always these pockets right while raj right. kumar is filling that space the, the female diva space is probably was filled by monica dogra right mm-hmm. um what is that space who's occupying that right now right so those are that's how brands think right in the comedy space are they going to go with biswa are they going to go with tanmay are they going to go with abish right each one of them occupy or zakir right each one of them occupies a different kind of space and a different kind of audience so who are you building an audience for uh, do a study on who you're trying to focus on so literally every time i start a new project or start marketing a new artist i have like an excel sheet where i put down every single thing that i want to do for this artist right and sometimes it's nice to have like a one liner against each of these artists right so for example there's a artist um from kashmir that i market uh, who i want to make for example the idea is that anybody who plays a guitar in india should want to be him similar to what lucky ali was back in the 90s right 
so my one liner for him is good looking guy with a guitar and long head who always has his guitar with him on instagram so that's when you're telling a friend about it that's probably one thing that's the one sentence that you would use most likely and i would make sure that on his instagram i would always have a guitar in his photos for example right and that's what i'm making it for him right and that becomes drilled down so that when a guitar brand or a music brand wants to sort of figure out who do we partner with then they think of this guy instantly mm-hmm. uh, for it so it's about identity like for a while mine was the bald guy in a cone you know what i mean so <laughs> yeah so, so that's that that's a one 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 liner for you right uh, yeah. right so that's 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 what you need to try and keep building right dude i i love how you sort of in very simple words you've sort of broken down the entire personal brand thing into this whole um identity that you sort of need to keep up especially visually since all of us are like primarily in, use instagram um for all kinds of our social connections and stuff like that but now now since you've already cracked that entire thing which you wanted a couple of years ago which which basically you you are if someone asked me who are the, who's the top 3 english musicians who come to your mind in india I'm pretty sure I'd have you all list list on the name. I'm pretty sure a lot of people in India would have that um your your name on the list, and you're pretty self aware of that as well. What what's next in terms of music? What's what's the next uh, carrot you're trying to chase? Uh, I think I just want to take it to the next level in terms of um, my releases. I want to. Um, I think I've gotten to a nice rhythm. uh because i think when i started out i was like hey i want to do 20 tracks every year and this is the year i'm going to blow up right and uh i don't want to do that for sure uh in the sense that i want to release six tracks a year that's my goal and that's what i work towards every year right and i keep checking off that box every time i do it do um, you have a studio album coming up anytime soon no i'm not working on an album i have one track which is ready for october I would have released it earlier but it's called cold cold night so it makes no sense to do it earlier. Right, right. Uh there's one Hindi song which is in production right now. Um uh, that might have a collaborator just working on that right now. So there are two Hindi songs and one more English song in the pipeline for this year. I've already released three. So that's what's happening but I want to make I want to tell more compelling stories so I think a little more focus on music videos is what i want to do i don't know about gigging but that's something that i really wanted to do properly this year where i wanted to expand my setup from a four piece act to more electronic elements because the music is moving towards that with cold cold night and unicorn and the sheep yeah um, even with the, yeah, the so hindi song that you just released releasing my hindi music um yeah te- making better music videos and marketing it on a larger scale is what the idea is i just got signed to a swedish label for a song uh, so that should be good in terms of somebody says spending that money <laughs> if, instead of me to make make the track bigger and a little more international claim Yeah. Right. So I guess I what the pattern I can see over here is a lot of artists initially they sort of chase the numbers and they want to sort of get to this whole position and once they've sort of gotten there uh, it becomes much more of an artistical pursuit than what you say a numbers based pursuit and that's exactly what I can sort of get from your future goals is basically you want to um express yourself in uh what do you say bigger ways and sort of make the art much more prominent than it was earlier. 
I guess so, but I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think for my music it was anyway too much about the numbers. Yeah, honestly, it wasn't. Uh, I mean, I, that was the goal, but it wasn't like I ever put out music that I didn't want to put out. Like I've, I've literally scrapped songs and music videos because I, I thought it was, I was done with them or I was over them. So you know, I think uh, from that point, I've been very, very strict with myself in terms of the kind of stuff that I want to release, and I feel that's what people also. really respect because i want to keep that certain level of quality and the kind of creativity that comes in um into each release so i have a, i've never been the type who release a song every month because the algorithm tells you to right, right. Uh, yeah. so i i think it's not about chasing numbers but yeah i mean it's always been one of the reasons for having a job and not being a full time musician is also the fact that it gives me that comfort to not be in my head too much about Hey, I need to release a song every month, kind of a vibe. You know what I mean? Then it gives me that space to enjoy the process and the journey, rather than being like, Hey, I need to be the biggest superstar in the country in one year. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's like it, it's like you basically have different dimensions in your head that you can sort of jump in and jump out of, and not get too attached to like one of them. That's beautiful, dude. For sure, for sure. How do you sort of? Um... <clears throat> Uh, so you have both of these series and see okay i'll tell you where i'm coming from i've been mm. this guy who uh, lo- i love doing multiple things i'm extremely when, when i like something there are certain times when i can get very obsessed with it like insanely obsessed that i just keep doing that for like weeks together um and i like getting my feet dirty in a lot of different things and one of the biggest dilemmas that i've had which i've kind of solved right now is not to have too many things that you're sort of getting involved in and to sort of narrow down it as much as you can and i think you've done that absolutely beautifully especially right now um you're at like great spot wherein even wherein you have your sort of body entirely deep into uh music and you're still using your whole marketing side to it uh, but and the uh, the thing that i'm trying to get to over here is even in terms of marketing the work that you you do at big indie bank is pretty hardcore and even in terms of music you're uh, one of the biggest uh, english songwriters in the country so both of these are like very very serious stuff and you've progressed quite a lot in both of them how do you uh, balance both of them how do you manage both of them is there any time where you feel like something's going down or um, how do you sort of pick it up from there do you have a algorithm at play over here No I think uh, look like you mentioned for example I haven't done so much on Instagram lately right so that's one of the things where I feel like I might be slacking right now so I think I just let it be right now I'm not so hard on it because it's in terms of priorities I think my job is my first priority so I I make sure that that's taken care of it's also because it's a job right so there's that stick is not with you uh it's somebody else sort of making making sure that work gets done uh so i would say that i it's about prioritizing for me i uh i completely get what you said about getting obsessed because i'm the same and it becomes hard and uh it ends up leading to very la- bad work life balance <laughs> yeah which i i think i struggle with but definitely getting better at it over time um but it's a it's it's something that like you have to if you like doing it right so the job is something that i have to do and i can't not do in terms of if i'm at this role then i need to sort of deliver to it right uh, so there's no question about 
wanting to do it or not you still have to sort of keep chugging at it because it's a full time job uh, the music bit comes with when i'm feeling like doing it uh, and i feel like doing it a lot you know what i mean because it's one of those things that i've done for the rest of my i mean for a large part of my life and i want to keep doing it so uh, i think if you find something that you really like doing right then you would want to keep coming back to it even if you have lesser time your weekends won't feel like hey i don't want to do anything i let me just focus on this so i think it's uh, i've just found that sweet spot where i know that music is the thing that my life has to revolve around whether it's a job or me being an artist or somewhere in the middle of that i'm okay with that as long as it's going to help me become that expert at something you know what i mean uh, right. and i'm okay with that whether it's as a musician or whether it's uh, as a marketer or somebody in the music business because what i've sort of realized over the last i think now 11 years of obsessively doing this um is that uh, that perspective nobody can take away from you right because imagine for example cryptocurrency right like everybody is obsessing over it but the guy who sort of has been following the space for the last 8 years or 10 years nobody can take that away from him you know what i mean that yeah, perspective you can't build in one month or two months right and that's what my perspective is and that's what really helps me at every part of my job as well and as a musician because i've just done this for very very long now and and done it in an obsessive manner so even my conversations with potential artists with potential partners become a lot more because it could be i can talk about any kind of music and any kind of song for example right and that can apply to cryptocurrency it can apply to any other right field that you work in but uh, that's really helped me so i think like what you're doing right now is also really interesting but uh, i i've sort of tried to just stick to music as as something and maybe media over time which is what right. you're doing uh right but i'm trying to sort of just focus on being a pro at the music business right so that right right the opportunities are endless and yeah what's the kind of foresight that you operate in i'm just curious to know like for example are you the kind of person who thinks ki okay 5 years down the line this is where i want to be or are you the kind of person who's like a year down the line this is where i want to be what's the kind of foresight that you have in your head currently so very very anxious and nervous person in life so definitely five year plans are a important part of it which is why i think at some point i went through a very hard time being a full time musician because i was just like where is life going to go i don't want to be a just a singer at a bar or a wedding singer at 35 right and which is why i took that call about 2 years ago to also start doing something in the music space right um so yeah definitely think about what's happening in the next 5 years i want to definitely start my own sort of shop in the next 5 years i think everything i do right now is gearing towards sort of just figuring out what exactly that's going to be and then sort of working towards that and moving in that direction but definitely in the music space um hopefully more global experience also um currently just sort of constantly reading about stuff that's happening uh making myself more aware and building that network also that I currently don't have um yeah i think, think that's the plan India for hires but definitely for english music sorry Do you think India has a good enough time for English music? 
हंड्रेड परसेंट हंड्रेड परसेंट आई थिंक इट डज इल ओनली बिकम बिगर बट आई डोंट नो आई फील लाइक इफ यू रियली वॉन्ट पीपल टू पुट इन दैट मनी करंटली दैट्स नॉट गुड हैपन एनी टाइम सून बिकॉज चेक इट आउट राइट लाइक आई स्टिल मेक वेरी लिटल मनी फ्रॉम से स्ट्रीमिंग फॉर एग्जाम्पल इट्स नॉट इनफ टू लिव अ डिसेंट लाइफ इन बॉम्बे फॉर एग्जाम्पल लाइक इफ आई वॉज प्लेइंग लाइफ गेक्स एंड डूइंग स्ट्रीमिंग देन देन डेफिनेटली यू कैन सर्वाइव एंड लिव अ डिसेंट लाइफ बट इट्स वेरी वेरी हार्ड अदरवाइज टू जस्ट सिंग इन इंग्लिश एंड लिव अ डिसेंट लाइफ सो एट सम पॉइंट आई फील लाइक दी एड्रेसबल मार्केट विल ऑल्सो आई मीन इल हैपन बट आई थिंक इट्स वेरी वेरी फार फ्रॉम मेकिंग यू फाइनेंशियली स्टेबल right and and this entire point that you said about you know choosing between certain things at certain times i saw your tedx talk and you sort of very beautifully um said it in a really nice way on how you made uh, certain decisions in life based on certain things that yeah. you were giving you at the moment and how it, you did not uh, feel like it was a compromise uh, on yeah. your part yeah i think everything is a opportunity cost right like Uh, me me being a full time musician uh, was an opportunity i mean there was an opportunity cost for i mean like i would what i would have been making at a job for example right uh, right now also if i'm in the music business i could have been doing something very very different right i could have been selling a payment gateway for example um so there's a lot that there's a lot of different factors at play but i think every decision ends up having a consequence and there are different opportunity cost to every decision that you make it could be financial it could be creative ex- expression uh, there are multiple different ways through which you can navigate that you can watch the ted talk or sort of just look at each decision that you make and see what aspect it fulfills for you uh currently when i get a for example because i have a job and something music related comes into my picture i think about uh a it should fill in two out of the three buckets right so if i'm not making a shitload of money out of it it should definitely satisfy me creatively and give me a lot of exposure uh right otherwise i just turn it down um so i think anything right now my sort of thing is that hey let me just write my music and put it out otherwise it's not worth my time for example that's my headspace which is why the sort of not so much instagram activity and stuff like that you know what i mean right 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 makes sense dude cool um i'm going to open this up to the chat i'd love for you guys to sort of ask any questions you have also dude ragav i've seen a lot of your interviews on youtube um I've never really seen uh, you talking about this whole marketing side of you. So this was such a lovely conversation, man. It was so, it was so nice to sort of explore the side of you that I haven't really seen anywhere, and uh, such an honor to be the guy who's doing that. No, hundred percent. It's always amazing to chat with you because you're a really smart guy, dude. And I feel like uh, this is this app is brilliant. Um, very interesting conversations, and I. I I I do this a lot at work right like ultimately there are a lot of people who you need to sort of teach about marketing also while I feel like it also comes naturally to a lot of people some people you can just like you I I think anything can be learned if you just hear good information and sort of keep your eyes and ears open so it's awesome that you you guys are doing this cheers man cheers man i'm just going to take a couple of questions from the chat 
believe luck as a part of your journey. Hundred percent, yeah. Like luck is very, very important. <laughs> I think uh, you <laughs> get luck as well. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like sometimes opportunities come your way because another musician fell sick. Uh, I mean that has to be luck, right? Like some of these things are definitely at play, and yeah, you get luckier if you're hard, like working harder or putting yourself in the right place at the right time. But definitely, luck is a huge part of it. <laughs> Right. I I think the way it works is kind of like you when you like put enough hard work, you kind of expose yourself so much that the chances of luck happening to you sort of increases. So it becomes like a statistical advantage at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think that's what it is. <laughs> But uh, right. I mean, yeah, you should believe in luck also at the same time. So just keep uh, doing what you do and. believing in yourself and at some point it'll be luck or it'll be your hard work it doesn't matter it'll still take you there awesome nikhil is asking when will raghav be back with late night conversations what's what's up nikhil i saw that question uh i don't know if i'll do late night conversations again in terms of i mean i'll keep doing it on and off like i do um but i think as a property i feel like it needs something new for it to happen again because it just doesn't uh feel as exciting so unless you have a great idea of what that format can be uh i think workshops is something that i've really started enjoying i've been doing a bunch of these workshops and donating all this money to covid relief activities so that feels really uh fulfilling also so done two in the last two months and donated to a cause so just looking at doing stuff that i want to which has a larger impact as well Lovely, dude. Ah, uh, Kumar is asking, what are the four main things we should consider for personal brand building? Four main Kumar things. Spoken about that in a broader context, but if you can sort of, ah, uh, can you think of four things? Four things. So I would say a uh, consistency. Um, something that um, you should, if you're sort of posting on Instagram, do it consistently, um, right, and just making sure that. you have that clarity so second thing would definitely be clarity as to where you want to go with it and what you're trying to portray to the world um so that's something that you should definitely do um third is i think um just visually make sure it's consistent also uh, right apart from posting regularly make sure uh, you're saying the same thing over and over again and not sort of suddenly somebody else is only coming out with something or if you're changing your strategy then make sure it's done in the right way um that's number 3 four things what would be the fourth thing um be i i feel like just be honest because you're not going to do it for too long if you're not um being uh, just who you are and true to yourself you know so if you're going to be this Badass diva, and if that's not you, then you're going to do it for maybe two months or six months, and then stop doing it, and that's pointless, right? So you might as well just put yourself out there as the person that you are, because then it'll be easier to sort of make sure it's there for a longer period of time. Uh, how do you build this network? So I think um, no, I think it's not only musicians; it's anybody in the space that you think will be interesting. I made it a point to meet somebody every single day. um 
right when i was a full time musician so i would literally seek out people uh that uh, would want to meet me for a cup of coffee uh, or a beer whatever it was but i would actively go out of my house and meet new people because there's so much that you can learn from meeting new people uh, be as social as you can use linkedin it really helps um i think these are the ways that you can uh build your network but just be a nice guy you know like just be a nice person because nothing is better than word of mouth so if you're not nice to people and you you're not professional enough uh nobody's going to recommend you i think a lot of it comes from just being a good person and doing things the right way and treating people properly because a lot of work will come from there more than anything else um i make uh, i usually write down the lyrics and then put a melody to my songs ikansh if that's how you pronounce your name i love the <laughs> bojack horseman picture <laughs> Dude, uh, what attachment do you need in the email for the Big Bang Indie one? Do you know Abhin? Have you heard his music? I think so. It looks familiar. Hi, Abhin. Uh, nothing. Yeah, just send your SoundCloud links to your upcoming music, and send your profiles of like your Instagram handle and stuff like that. But more importantly, your music. Right, dude. On a side note, I totally think you should listen to Abhin's music. He's one of the best Hindi musicians. I think I, I have. Is yeah, I think the song called "Kami Hai," which which I think it just crossed two hundred thousand streams today or something like that. So cool! I'll yeah, check it out. Crazy, crazy ass musician, man! You should totally check out his stuff. Best platform to reach me is my email ID. I'm just gonna put it down. That's the best place to reach me. Okay. LinkedIn helps musicians to a point where, man, if you need to sort of talk to. Say a streaming service, or need to reach out to some people. It's it's the best way to reach professionals, right? So you just like constantly reach out to different people and see what who responds to you. So definitely works for musicians. Right. Let's take one last question from Sagar. Yeah, Sagar. I think you should definitely focus. See, it's a difficult. It's a difficult one if you're. If you're feeling confident enough, give it two three years. Do music, um, right, and see where the opportunities lie. I I don't think there's a need for you to do a job unless you feel really strongly about it. It it's also based on your financial circumstances. Like, do you have two years to sort of just give to this without the expectation of too much coming from it? From in terms of finances, if you're okay with that, give it. Give it a shot, but do it with all your gusto, so that even if you need to get a job, you might be able to get a job in that space itself, right? So, I think that's in in two minutes. That's how I can answer it. Will I'm a writer and really want to put my poems out? Can you suggest the best platform so that I can get a right amount of followers? I'm not sure actually, but Medium should be good. uh said i don't know if you know of any other poetry platforms um definitely reach out to commune because they do a lot of stuff with poets so k o m o u n e they can get you good reach tepatel in fact kopal and i went to college together at tepatel uh, <laughs> will spotify link a voice recording of the upcoming song and work not available on soundcloud 
या बट दैट वॉइस रिकॉर्डिंग जिस पुट ऑन साउंड क्लाउड एंड सेंड इट एज अ प्राइवेटली Yeah, because SoundCloud is just easier to share. There are multiple people who listen to it, and then it's gone. It goes through a stage of sort of people listening to it, and then it reaching multiple ears. So it's easier to sort of share when it's on SoundCloud, Abhin. So that'll be awesome. How important is a known network needed to excel? I mean, not really. If you're super talented, I, I mean, people will reach you, but it only helps. So you should definitely do that. Awesome, yep. dude. I yep. think uh, I think let's sort of end it over here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure people will have more questions. Are you open to taking questions in your DMs? Oh, uh, on Instagram, I just yeah. miss them. Yeah. But I would, yeah, for sure. I mean, I do answer a lot of them, but it's I'm not the best at it. The email is the email is the best part. Uh, I mean, best place where you should reach me. Yeah. Right, cool guys. Raghav has shared his email. This lad, your brand is not what you say it is. It's what they say it is. How? Does one incorporate emotions into? Oh man! Wow, what a question, <laughs> dude! If you have the time, feel free to take more questions, man. I'm I'm not like trying to stop you or anything. I just don't want you to feel like no, I'm. No, no, I'll just take this one question. No, I think um, I think that's what it is, right? Like building a personal brand is about uh, what you think the brand is and what people think the brand is. and just bridging that gap is w- w- when you've achieved success right because in in your head you have a certain idea of who you are um right and look at it from a personal standpoint right your friends think of it from your friends right if you think you're the most macho or the most fit person in your group but your friends don't think that way uh but how do you sort of get them to feel that you are the fittest person in that group it's the same as that on social media right yeah social media is ultimately a bunch of individuals that you need to convince of a certain fact that you are indeed that person or you are indeed that person who you think they are who you think you are so it's ultimately just bridging that gap between what they think and you think for it to become a success story i think and the biggest brands try make sure that that bra- uh, that gap is bridged through money through different kinds of activities that they do to ensure that people think of them as what they want them to think so yeah awesome awesome cool. dude i'm going to head out now yeah, yeah thanks a lot for doing this man this is super amazing uh this episode's going to come out on spotify tomorrow so uh you will finally have uh, what do you say a piece of content where you're talking about marketing as well which i think is a great thing for you to have and uh, everyone who's in the chat guys go listen to raghav's music and uh, if you haven't already i'm pretty sure half of the people have already listened to you but if you haven't go check out his music you won't regret it he's one of the best musicians out there in the country and i'm fucking sure that you're all going to like this thank you so much for doing this raghav this was super amazing thanks said good luck with all your stuff Cheers man cheers man good bye night.